Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Morning in the 30s, but let's keep in mind it is the midpoint of winter here this weekend. We'll have temperatures rising from the 30s to just shy of 50 degrees. And on Sunday, once again, a cold start, but with high temperatures in the lower to mid 50s throughout the area. So beautiful weekend coming our way, a dry stretch of weather for next week with the next weather maker bringing us rain Friday of next week. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we are at 43 degrees and holding in our nation's capital at 159. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's Saturday morning, February 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. We've made it, everybody. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up this early 2 a.m. hour on TOP Saturday, the U.S. hits targets in Iraq and Syria. Retaliation for the killing of three service members. Montgomery County's superintendent steps down, but questions about school operations remain. I'm Kate Ryan. Could air tags be the undoing of would-be porch package thieves in the district? I'm Matt Koufax. Because of their incomes and credit scores, they were denied a place to live. I'm Scott Gelman. Good morning, 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. The U.S. on Friday began hitting targets in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for last weekend's drone strike on a military base in Jordan that killed three American soldiers. CBS's David Martin has details. There were uh, 85 targets and more than 125 uh, individual munitions dropped on those targets. The planes included a pair of uh, B-1 bombers, which uh, flew all the way from uh, the United States. The jury may start deliberating Monday in the case of Jennifer Crumbly, the mother of a teenage boy who shot and killed four classmates at a high school in Michigan in 2021. More from CBS News Detroit reporter Andres Gutierrez. Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald in her closing arguments that lasted over an hour stressed that parents have a legal duty to control their kids and prevent them from harming others. McDonald pointed out that even before the shooting, Crumbly was saying that she felt like she had failed as a parent, telling her boss that she needed to get her son counseling, but then in court when she was on the witness stand, she didn't think that she was a failure. Former President Trump has gotten the temporary retrieve uh, reprieve, that is, in federal court that he was hoping for, says CBS's Scott McFarland. Here in Washington, D.C. at the federal court, they no longer have Donald Trump's March 4th criminal trial date on the calendar. His election conspiracy case is postponed indefinitely. Could be weeks, could be months, could be beyond the 2024 elections. An appeals court is still deciding whether Trump enjoys presidential immunity from prosecution for things that happened when he was president. Until then, the judge says, case is on hold. We've gotten word that Carl Weathers has died. He was an NFL linebacker who went on to become a movie star, best known for his role as Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies. Carl Weathers was 76. A tentative contract has been reached that ends one of the longest teacher strikes in Massachusetts history. In suburban Boston... Newton teachers celebrate after reaching a four-year deal that still needs to be approved by union members and a majority vote of the school committee. It ends a 15-day strike in a district that educates nearly 12,000 students across more than 20 schools. The highlights of the agreement include increased salaries for all aides, adjustments to salaries for cost of living, and additional staff to reduce class sizes at the high school level. Classes are expected to resume on Monday. We win! We win! We win! 
Jennifer Kuiper, CBS News. Actor Sam Waterston is leaving law and order. He's played the no-nonsense district attorney Jack McCoy on more than 400 episodes of the show since the mid-1990s. The last episode for Waterston's character will be February 22nd. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. WTOP at 203. It's Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We've made it. First one in February, February 3rd, 2024. Mainly clear, chilly, low 30 to 36 by daybreak. We're at 45 in Washington now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're following for you this morning, she led Maryland's largest local school system. Now, Montgomery County's Monifa McKnight has resigned. Friday afternoon, the Montgomery County Board of Education announced it reached an agreement with Superintendent Monifa McKnight and that she'd step down effective immediately. The board cited a need to, quote, rebuild trust, begin to heal. This after the controversy over a principal accused of sexual harassment and bullying became public in August. That triggered investigations into how the school system handled allegations of employee misconduct. Montgomery County Councilmember Will Jawando leads one of the council committees that has a hearing on school operations next week. That hearing is very much still on, said Jawando. These are not something that just happened. These are over multiple boards, multiple superintendents, and problems that have persisted uh, and that were deep. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP News Time now 204. A DC man gets more than a quarter century behind bars for shooting a pregnant woman back in 2018 in Southeast DC. 36 year old Joshua Hemphill was sentenced in the case Friday about seven months after being found guilty in the case. Prosecutors say in late September 2018, Hemphill went to the home where his former girlfriend was staying with her friend. In a fit of rage, he fired around into the door, went into the apartment. He then chased the two women into a small closet where he fired two rounds that hit the friend in the back of the head and in her left hand. The woman was 24 weeks pregnant at the time that she was shot. The victim received emergency neurosurgery at MedStar Washington Hospital. Both she and the baby actually survived. The original murder case that exposed serious forensic errors in D.C.'s troubled crime lab and ultimately led to the lab losing its accreditation is finally coming to an end. Two men were sentenced Friday this week for the shooting death of 21-year-old Amari Jenkins back in 2015. 34-year-old Joseph Brown and 30-year-old Rondell McLeod actually both admitted they fired 28 rounds of Jenkins at Jenkins outside St. Luke's Catholic Church that day in Northeast D.C. Brown was sentenced to 25 years, while McLeod was sentenced to 10 years in addition to the 11-year sentence he's already serving for federal robbery charges. WTOP News Time, now 2.06 Saturday morning. Porch package thieves, or porch pirates as they're known, beware if you are one of them. Metropolitan Police are using a new method to track stolen packages with the help of Apple AirTag. People want to be able to have things delivered to their home. They want, you know, they want to, they want to feel safe from doing that. MPD 5th District Commander Sylvan Altieri says the new idea came to him when he realized AirTags could lead them to the exact location thieves take their stolen packages to, rather than using manpower to manually track things down. You know, 
often it's a repeat perpetrator. He says they want those who steal off of others' porches to be worried that their next package could be the one that locks them up for good and says they think this will help reduce thefts by a lot. Matt Koufax, WTOP News. MPD says they're looking for the community's help to catch these porch pirates. If you want to volunteer to place a special package on your porch to help out, you can email them. We'll have all the information. A click away at WTOP.com to get you there. WTOP at 206. Good morning. You have a plan for the day, right? But that usually changes by lunchtime. Then changes again before dinner. It's the same with breaking news. New information just coming in. We're just getting word. Breaking developments from Capitol Hill this morning. Don't miss what's happening in the Washington region. Keep up with the changes. Check back with WTOP for the latest two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Saturday morning, February 3rd. Welcome into WTOP. It's 2.07. One in three adults over the age of 65 will experience vision loss. And among working-age adults, diabetes is the leading cause of blindness. At Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind, they work to train adults and children on how to travel and live independently, find and maintain employment, and much more. Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind even provides low vision exams. Learn more about this local region-wide nonprofit, Columbia Lighthouse for the Blind, as well as ways to engage and volunteer by visiting www.clb.org. That's clb.org. It's Saturday, February 3rd. Welcome to the weekend. Thanks for starting with us here at WTLP at 208. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Rounding your weather on the 8s and when it breaks, over to Robert Workman in the WTLP Traffic Center with us this morning. Southbound lanes of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway remain closed in Jessup. Two separate accidents, the second one involving as many as five vehicles at 175. All traffic being diverted off of the southbound BWD Parkway at 175 West over towards Route 1 and I-95. So this would affect traffic coming down from the Arundel Mills area. Northbound, your lanes are open through there. Uh, looks like we're okay along the BWD Parkway now across the Beltway and down into Northeast. There had been a second accident down near 450 Capitol Plaza. So that's out of the way now, according to Park Police, and all of those lanes are open. Route 50 is moving well from the Beltway towards the Anacostia River. New York Avenue slow only briefly at the long-term work zone at Florida Avenue, where they take away your right lane. Southbound DC 295 looks good down past East Capitol Street. Some uh, congestion evident on the eastbound lanes of 695 approaching the 3rd Street Tunnel. Nothing reported stopped in or along the roadway, but we'll keep an eyeball on that. Westbound looks good from the 11th Street Bridge coming off of 295, heading over towards the Park Police exit. At the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, all is well in both directions. Beltway looks good in the Springfield Interchange up the interloop towards Tyson's Corner. Long-term work zone at the Dulles Toll Road squeezes your lanes there, uh, but not much in the way of a delay. I-95 looking good between Springfield and Dale City, as is I-66 between Manassas and Vienna. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. A cold start for your Saturday morning with temperatures running between 30 and 36 degrees. But it's going to be a fabulous Saturday, super Saturday, in fact. Sunshine with an afternoon temperature between 45 and 50 degrees. And a little warmer even on Sunday with temperatures running in the lower 50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 36 Gaithersburg, 38 Arlington, 37 Lenham. You are waking up to 45 degrees in our nation's capital. Brought to you in the 2 a.m. hour on WTLP by Longpin. Save 25% on long fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months. No payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. 210 on WTOP. We bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. 
This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Mortgage rates in the U.S. fell slightly this week, adding support to a housing market where demand has been improving. The average for a 30-year fixed loan is 6.63%, down from 6.69% last week, according to Freddie Mac. The Teamsters say talks with Bud Light Brewer Anheuser-Busch have hit a snag. The Journal reports the 5,000 Anheuser-Busch workers it represents will strike come March unless the company and union make progress. Amazon was hitting on all cylinders at the end of last year. Holiday sales revenue and income from its cloud operations all topped forecasts and Amazon's outlook was more bullish than expected. Meanwhile, OpenAI's ChatGPT app store opens next week. The store will offer custom applications based on GPT text generating models. The company hasn't said which day next week the store will launch, but it is providing developer guidelines for apps based on deep learning models. Solid gains to close out the week on Wall Street. The Dow added 135 points. The Nasdaq rose 267. The S&P gained 52. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Erica Herskowitz on WTOP. This is WTOP News. What, if anything, will be done by Congress to change the situation along the southern border? Senate negotiators have reached an apparent deal on a proposal to overhaul the asylum system. It clears the way, we're told, for Democratic and Republican Senate leaders to begin the difficult job of convincing Congress to pass a national security package that will include tens of billions for Ukraine and immigration enforcement, as well as funding for Israel and other American allies. Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, one of the negotiators, posted on social media that a deal had been reached, apparently, and the text of the bill would re- be released over this weekend. We're on the verge of seeing an actual bill. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland this morning with his take on what he knows so far. This has been anticipated for a while. They've been negotiating this for more than a month, and so many senators are waiting to announce their positions till they see the text, and we could see the text this weekend. By the way, Dimitri, just what thousands of local congressional staffers want, a multi-hundred-page bill with huge implications released over their weekend. Um, but that notwithstanding, the Senate Majority Leader thinks they can get this to a vote, an initial vote, as early as Wednesday in the U.S. Senate. But this is a bigger problem than releasing text and scheduling votes. There's no indication right now this has a critical mass of Republicans who will back it in the Senate or any Republicans who would be willing to champion this in the U.S. House. It's a long way to go, even once they release it. Yeah, and we know the many comments like dead on arrival or something like that or bad bill. That's something that former President Trump says a lot. But are there Republicans that may want to think twice about this? They've wanted change at the border for so long. Here's their opportunity. And really, without a lot in there for Democrats, actually. We're about to find out. Here's the pro and the con on this in terms of timing. Um, Senate Major- Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the timing's actually perfect to cut a thorny issue like immigration into a compromise because there's elections coming up, positions, powers could change, both sides are at the table. If things change in November, maybe one side walks away from the table. That's the argument in favor of doing the deal. The argument against it is the timing is actually tricky also because there's primaries coming up. I don't mean presidential primaries. I mean congressional primaries. We're weeks away from some Republicans trying to hold off Republican challengers. And one way to do that is not to get outflanked by a Trumpier or further right Republican. So if Donald Trump says he doesn't like the bill, Republicans in the U.S. House may be inclined to go along with him 
block any efforts to put that on the floor. It's a real treacherous path ahead, but there is a path, which is more than we could say in a long time on immigration. Indeed. Well, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is arguing that Republican politicians' claims that the southern border is open are inaccurate and harmful. He says they may even encourage more migrants to try to reach the U.S. He just gave an extensive interview to the New York Times. Let's not forget, though, there have been efforts and votes uh, to impeach Mayorkas. They started the process in the U.S. House to do so earlier this week when his House committee voted out two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas, claiming he's breached the public trust and has failed to enforce immigration law. Democrats have been unambiguous, Dimitri. They say all this is a political ploy. They say it's nonsense. But this will likely go to the full U.S. House for an impeachment vote. It could happen as early as next week. And that would be... A rare thing. Only one cabinet secretary in U.S. history has ever been impeached, and that was for bribery in the 1800s. That said, there's a very narrow margin for error right now in the U.S. House. They can lose only two or three votes, and that's if everybody shows up. That's always a big if, you know, during flu and cold season. And one Republican from Colorado has already said he's not on board with this, that it's a step too far. CBS News Congressional Correspondent Scott McFarlane on WTOP talking with our Dimitri Sagan. Quick look at the top stories we're following this morning on WTOP Saturday. Montgomery County Public Schools locally parting ways this weekend with Superintendent Monifa McKnight. U.S. military launching an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend. The entertainment world is mourning actor Carl Weathers this weekend. Who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies and many other memorable roles. Weathers has died at 76. More in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. can always find people who are helping. Thank you to all the first responders who put their lives in danger to help us when my brothers and sisters and mom and dad and grandpa and grandma need them. Thank you, first responders. This is what I signed up for as a first responder. I am constantly worried about being exposed to this virus and potentially bringing it back to my home and my family. I'm going to continue going to work day in and day out and providing help to those that need it. We look out for the helpers because they look out for us. Thank you, first responders. Be safe, look after yourself, and look after one another. Thanks. Learn how you can help first responders in your community by texting BRAVE to 24365. How many times will you risk that dangerous climb in and out of the bathtub this new year? It's a smart resolution to convert that unsafe, ugly old bathtub to a gorgeous new shower. The shower system from PJ Fitzpatrick features a low, low entry that means no more tub hopping for 2024. A PJ Fitzpatrick shower is luxurious, affordable, and it all installs in just one day. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick will include a free designer safety package this month. Visit TrustPJ.com for your free design consultation. If there's a story you need to know about, you'll hear it on WTOP. A new study has ranked the safest cars for your teen driver. Breaking developments from Capitol Hill this morning. Several big problems on the Beltway. Looks like rain will be moving in later today. Good news on gas prices may be just down the road. When you want to know, you know you'll hear it on WTOP News. I heard it on WTOP. 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 WTOP News. Facts matter. 
traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks on WTOP. Quite slow southbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway coming down towards 175. Multi-vehicle crash there. All lanes blocked at the exit to go west on 175. That's where traffic will be diverted over towards Route 1 or I-95 as you come down from Arundel Mills. Northbound, your lanes are open heading up from Laurel on the uh, way up towards BWI. Inside the Beltway, had a crash on the BW Parkway southbound near 450. That's out of the way. No lingering effects from that, it doesn't look like, as you head down towards Bladensburg and into northeast. Beltway uh, through Prince George's County in pretty good shape from Greenbelt down towards Joint Base Andrews and over to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. No incidents to report through southeast on 295 Suitland Parkway or Pennsylvania Avenue. As uh, you head over uh, towards the Anacostia River Bridges, maybe a problem on the eastbound southeast-southwest freeway just before the U.S. Capitol exit for the northbound 3rd Street Tunnel. Fender Bender reported there, seeing a few brake lights as you come over from Main Avenue. Westbound, your lanes appear to be open. Potomac River crossings look good as you come out of Virginia heading in towards the district. No issues along 395 from the Pentagon down towards the Beltway into Springfield and continuing south along I-95 down into Woodbridge. I-66 looking good between 50 and the Capitol Beltway. Some interloop congestion as you head through the long-term work zone at the Dulles Toll Road. You uh, get squeezed from four lanes down to three there, but it's only a minimal delay. 270 looks good off of the Beltway as you head up towards Rockville and Gaithersburg and right on up towards Frederick. Want to test an electric car? Well, plug in to Fitzmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at Fitzmall.com. That's the Fitzway. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Well, it's the midpoint of winter coming up on Sunday, but you sure can't tell. Our temperature is slightly above average for your Saturday here, then well above average for Sunday. And we've got a warming trend coming our way again next week. So skies have been clearing over the last few hours. Our temperatures early this morning, 30 to 36 degrees. But this afternoon, forecasting a range between 45 and 50 degrees. And then a range on Sunday, a bit higher, between 48 and 55 degrees in both Saturday and Sunday will feature sunshine. I'm also tracking sunshine for your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday of next week. Temperatures on Monday starting out at 50 degrees, Wednesday at 54. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. An indictment is unsealed against two men accused of firebombing multiple stores last year. I'm John Doman. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Traffic takes a turn for the worse. You'll hear about it first on WTOP. Northbound 95 has been shut down in Maryland. Traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. I heard it on WTOP. WTOP News. Facts matter. My name is Ariel. When I arrive in the U.S. at 19, I struggle to find job opportunities without my high school diploma. My entire life changed when I took a chance and got my high school diploma at age 22. Everything I have, my education, my career, my marriage, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and my teachers. They were with me every step of the way, helping with my English and math, making sure I pushed through all the challenges. Ariel, your success proves that what I'm doing as a teacher has real meaning. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. Education was the key that unlocked all my opportunities. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 
This is WTOP News. This morning, the two men are facing charges apparently after being accused of stealing pride flags from an Arlington home continuously. Arlington County Police say that between September and January, they got five online reports about robberies to a house on South Courthouse Road. Each time, a man was seen stealing a pride flag from outside the house in the early morning hours. Now, police arrested 20-year-old Matthew Hershaw of Fort Myer, Virginia, and 23-year-old Joseph DeGregoro of Bayshore, New York. Both men facing charges of petty larceny. Henshaw is out on bond, while DeGregorio has been released on a summons for now. An update we turn to now on the fire bombings last summer of four businesses locally in our region. WTOP's John Doman Saturday morning has looked over court documents in the case that charged two men in the crime. The indictment says 23-year-old Khalil Rollins set off the Molotov cocktails while 33-year-old Garrett Bragg drove the getaway car. They were detonated at banks in District Heights in D.C.'s Brentwood neighborhood, as well as a Nike store on 8th Street in Northeast and a Safeway in Benning in the early morning hours of July 2nd. The last three incidents occurred just 14 minutes apart from each other. Rollins was arrested last fall, but when Bragg was taken into custody last September, he broke his leg trying to run and somehow was released from the hospital without being detained. In December, he was eventually found in the attic of a home in Temple Hills and was finally returned to D.C. this week. John Dome in WTOP News. The Supreme Court is letting West Point's continue to take race into account in admissions while a lawsuit over the university's policies plays out in the court system. Friday's ruling in the case comes as the New York-based Military Academy starts making decisions on whom to send acceptance letters to for the class of 2028. West Point has been left out of the Supreme Court's June decision that ended affirmative action for almost every college in the U.S. In that ruling, the court's conservative majority here said race-conscious admissions plans violate the U.S. Constitution, but made clear its decision did not apply to America's military service academies. A Maine family has given up on a proposal to honor veterans with the world's tallest flagpole. Their lawyer says the Worcester family won't pursue the flagpole project in the town of Columbia Falls in rural down east Maine. At 1,461 feet, the flagpole would have been taller than the Empire State Building, the flag bigger than a football field. It was at the center of a billion-dollar development proposal that included museums and restaurants. But the measure divided the town's 485 residents. One said the giant flagpole would have been like putting the Eiffel Tower in the main wilderness. I'm Norman Hall. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 25 and 55. Fitting for Groundhog Day, the Wizards had a second consecutive bad third quarter in a home loss. They fell 110-102 to the Miami Heat, despite leading by as many as 11 in the first half. Two days after the Clippers outscored the Wiz by 21 in the third period, the Heat went on a 31-15 rollout of halftime. Interim coach Brian Keefe. We came out and had a great first half. We are playing. Defense was good. Sharing the ball. Second unit came in, really bought it. Came out. Okay, a little flat start the third quarter, but at the end of the third, I thought we got some great looks. We just missed some wide open shots. And I truly trust our guys that they'll make those. Those are shots that we like the process. We'll continue to shoot them, I believe, in my guys. Corey Kispert led all scorers with his season-high 26 points off the bench, matching his career-best six made threes on a night when the Wizards as a team made only 26% from long range. As we await the commander's official announcement of Dan Quinn as head coach, one of the finalists for the job, appears to have a new gig. 